Welcome to the Soulful Summit Podcast, a journey to your higher self. I'm your host, Haley Peel, a life coach and pharmacist, where I will help you elevate your self-care, reclaim your energy, and align with your true north. We will chat about holistic living, adventure, raising your energetic vibration, and how to connect with your higher self. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Empowered Adventure Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Peel. I'm a holistic adventure coach and a pharmacist. I love outdoor adventure and my dog, Fitzroy. In 2012, I walked into the Grand Canyon for a 42-mile thru-hike, and 28 hours later, emerged with swollen, blistered feet, a broken spirit, and a fear of living adventurously. Ultimately, this experience woke me up and inspired me to run an Ironman, climb to 18,000 feet in the Himalayas, and return to the 42-mile Grand Canyon rim-to-rim-to-rim hike. This show is about helping you live your best adventure-inspired life. It's about finding a balance between stretching ourselves and being content and grateful each day. Every week, I will share adventures, insights, and tips to empower you to step into your own adventure-inspired life and unleash your inner strength. I started this show because I'm passionate about cultivating grit, growth, and gratitude, but I also need a community to encourage that growth a lifeline to lean on when things get tough, something to remind me that I'm not alone and to help me rise again. I hope you learn something, laugh a little, and are empowered to step into your best adventure-inspired life. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to this mini episode, De-Stress Toolbox, Simple Ways to Overcome Worry and Stress. This episode is inspired by the book Limitless by Jim Quick. And before I get into you know what is the stress response, why it's important to learn to shift into a more relaxed state and simple tools on how to do it. I want to share a story about kind of why why I go back to the Grand Canyon, what drives me to sign up for an Ironman or you know these endurance kind of adventures. And of course, like the endurance part, the travel piece, the challenge, those are all aspects of that. But another aspect that I have explored more recently is I enjoy achieving. I am, I'm goal-oriented and I consider myself a high achiever, you know, and it's something that I have noticed is that, you know, I achieve the things. I like achieving all the things, you know, the degree, the car, the house, the job. And although it is very satisfying, like you get a dopamine hit to cross things off your to-do list, to achieve the thing that you've set out to do. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But I found that there was something missing in that it, that satisfaction wasn't sustained very long. And it felt like I was either kind of running towards or away, you know, trying to get ahead, ahead of who or what, I'm not sure. But I've, I realized recently that to some degree, my self-worth is caught up in achieving, achieving the things like that's who I am. And that's part of, you know, what I do. And, you know, but part of kind of the flip side to like, like having that drive or sense of achievement is that it can lead to stress 
like burnout, overwhelm, and even like achieving those things or those goals, like wasn't as fulfilling maybe as I thought it was going to be, or that feeling wasn't as sustained. And when I kind of fell into this endurance world, this outdoor endurance world, you know, even through those adventures, through those challenges, through that, you know, at times painful, mental, physical, emotional pain, there's also this like incredible sense of calmness. Like it's, it's very, I don't know if sedating is the right word, but it's like a full on just release. And it's, and when I do like a big event, like an Ironman or the Grand Canyon, I feel that peace more sustainably. And it, it's, it feels good. I mean, it's, in in some ways that feeling can be addictive as well. And you kind of have to, I can, you know, those high achievers, like they, they keep, they keep searching for that next big thing to get that, that calmness, that dopamine hit, whatever it is. But again, it's, what I found is that it wasn't always like it was short lived to some degree. And again, not to knock, like there's a lot of like, you learn a lot about yourself and I'm, you know, for, you know, setting high goals and, and, and seeing how far you can get. I'm, I'm not knocking that at all. I, I think that's important, but I also think it's important to slow down and really enjoy the journey on the way to the top. Like it's easy to lose yourself in the end result, in the goal and and miss the day to day. And so that's what I want to help, you know, talk through about as part of this de-stress toolbox is in this like, you know, you know, super stressed out, just fast paced world, learn to check in with ourselves and have the simple tools that you can implement on a day to day basis to help you slow down, to help really enjoy the day-to-day and the journey on the way to reaching your epic goals. So what are we talking about today? So the stress response. So stress response is when it's when cortisol is released in our body and short-term release is okay. That's, that's what our, that's what we're, you know, it's good. It's a good thing. If we're being chased by the lion, yeah, we, we want that, that release so that we can, you know, react and, and, get out of danger, right? But chronic stress, even low levels, has detrimental effects on the body and mind. Buildup of that chronic stress can cause our brain not to work as well. It can be harder to lose weight if you're you're searching to lose or working to lose weight. You can be less creative, for sure. And in the book, Limitless, Uh, Jim Quick mentions that there's research out there that chronic stress may rewire brain. So that's kind of the jury's still out, but that's potentially an effect um, as, as we're, as we research that. Well, not we, I mean the researchers. (laughs) Um, So I want to get into how the, the de-stress toolbox. So I want to go through how many things do I have here? Eight tips on how to de-stress. And the first one is breathe. 
our breath, connecting with our breath. So I have a full a full mini episode, episode 41, on the background of, of breathing and breathing appropriately and different breath techniques. So I will link to that in the show notes and you can go and listen to that episode to get more detail. So I'll keep it short here, but the breath is so important. It is the fastest, quickest way to center yourself, to ground yourself, to bring you back to your present moment. And really sometimes the most important part of your day are the many breaks throughout the day to reconnect with your breath. So one thing you can do is set a timer on your phone two to three times a day, label it breath to remind yourself to create space, to reconnect with your breath. When that timer goes off, you can stand up, stretch, notice your breathing. Our breath calms us. It energizes us. And it's a parasympathetic reset. It resets our nervous system. I talk about this in breath, but we can become addicted to that stress state. So this breath, it helps. It's just those mini breaks. It helps reset. And you reset again to our relaxed parasympathetic state. So doing this, it interrupts that chronic low-level stress that we may not even realize we have until we pause and notice. And that that's something that's true for me. I did not realize how much I hold my breath or feel kind of tense at times until I started making that a practice for me. So it's breath is very simple, but it can be very underrated. So I really encourage you to listen to that episode 41 and make it a habit to connect with your breath multiple times a day, like less than a minute. 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, those mini breaks can make a huge impact. Okay, number two is meditation. Talked about this before, guests on my show have talked about it before, but I think it's important to talk about it again. So our thoughts create feelings, our feelings create actions or habits, and our actions or habits create our experience, they create our life stems all from the thoughts. And meditation is the practice of noticing our thoughts and coming back to the breath over and over. So meditation helps us become the observer of our thoughts instead of being swept away by them. It creates space between our thoughts and in that space, we can choose our thought. Is this true for me? So sitting even, even starting out one to two minutes a day and just closing your eyes, grounding yourself and connecting with your breath and just noticing your thoughts, coming back to your breath and keep coming back. That's meditating. That's a form of meditating in the traditional sense. And one thing you can start to do if you want to kind of take it to the next level, there's a lot of different, you know, meditation apps out there, Calm app, Aura, those are both paid. Uh, Insight Timer is a free app, meditation app. But one thing that you can do is do a body scan. And so when you sit, you know, one to two, three minutes a day, close your eyes, you can start 
starting with your head and just kind of noticing, go inward and just kind of check in and just notice, is there any tension in your face? If there is like breathe into it and relax and just kind of, you know, notice your shoulders, notice your back, notice your heart, your stomach, and just slowly like scan down your body. And if you notice any tension, just breathe into it and then relax. And this simple technique Build up, built up over time and staying consistent with it is so helpful in creating space in our thoughts. Okay, the third thing, I've talked about this before. I love this one. It's, a, it's part of who, who I am and I hi- highly you know, recommend this for everybody is movement. So movement can also be a form of meditation. So I, you know, trail running is a meditation for me. And then really like I've noticed like going back to the Grand Canyon and doing those long, like 24 hour hikes, like straight through that you get in, you do get into this like kind of meditative trance like state. So yeah, some movement, any type of movement can be a form of meditation as well. And physical, physical movement, especially in nature. So getting out of the city, out of the concrete jungle can instantly shift stress. I go to local parks if I'm, you know, I'm feeling that stress built up and I'm like, I need, I need to get out. I need to breathe, create space, just taking a walk outside out of the city. I mean, I instantly feel relaxed. My blood pressure drop, my heart rate slow down. And even if you can't get out to a park, you know, or go for a hike, looking outside the window, looking at trees, looking at plants, um, just getting outside and walking. Those can also have positive effects as well. In movement, it releases those feel good hormones. So the dopamine and serotonin and you, and it, it feels good to do that. And one thing that I encourage you to do is go for a mindful hike. I have several different episodes on, you know, mindful hiking, how to practice it, hiking for beginners, in episodes 27, 29, and 31. So I will link to those in the show notes as well. Okay, the next thing is number four, create an adventure menu. So an adventure menu nourishes the soul. Things that you can do on your adventure menu, you know, make it something that makes you feel good, makes you feel adventurous, you enjoy doing. It could look like spending time in nature. I am working on a mini episode on this topic, on the benefits of spending time in nature, a little bit of the science behind it. So that's coming up. So something else though, so spend time in nature, maybe put a race or two on the schedule. I recently did this year, the Music City Ultra and the Black Toe Run here in Tennessee, but put something on the calendar that you can look forward to. Maybe it's not a race. Maybe the next thing you could do is like a weekend getaway close by. You know, there's something that just a change of scenery, seeing something new, it's there's something called the novelty effect and that just seeing or doing something new and different can help us feel good. That's why we like going on vacation or traveling and you see that change of scenery. It's, it gives you that novelty effect. Another thing that you can do for your adventure menu is dancing, create your playlist, like a list of songs that just make you feel really good that can instantly shift your energy. Other things that I like to do, I like to go creek stomping with fits. I like 
walking barefoot on grass, of course, laughing, you know, going to comedy shows or, you know, find something on YouTube that just makes you laugh, spend time with friends that you have funny friends, you know, like that makes, that makes a big difference. It can instantly shift your energy. So create your own adventure menu. Okay. Number five is an interesting one. You can schedule worry time. So if you notice yourself starting to worry about something that may be outside of your control or that you can't do something about at that moment, just pause, just notice yourself that you're worrying and literally schedule time in your phone for later in the day to worry and then just go about your day. So you've scheduled your worry time. And if it comes up, you're like, oh, no, I'm going to I will literally worry about that later and just keep going about your day. And when your alarm goes off for your worry time and it comes time for you to worry about the thing, maybe you find yourself wind up just laughing it off and like, oh, well, that passed. I didn't need to worry about that. So schedule some worry time. Number six is clear clutter. Clear clutter in your house, in your workspace. So when we want to call in something new, we have to let go of something. We have to clean out our old gear closet to make room for the new gear. Same thing with furniture. Got to clean out the old furniture to make room for the new. So clean out a closet, take that pile of clothes to the Goodwill. Our physical space it impacts our mental space. So when we have a clean environment, we have a clean, clear mind. Okay, number nine, I'm sorry, number seven is skipping ahead. I don't even have nine things here. I just have seven. So number seven is do the thing that is causing you stress. Do the stressful thing for just two minutes and see what happens. Often it's the waiting that is creating that suffering, that buildup. It's just creating that suffering. So set a timer for two minutes and just do the thing and see how far you get. Now, obviously this may not apply to every, you know, stressful situation, but you know, if you find yourself procrastinating about something and it's creating, you're worrying about doing it, just set a timer for two minutes and work on it for two minutes. And maybe you find yourself, you get something, get more stuff done and you're starting, you know, you're working for 15 minutes and you have that instant release. So do the thing that is causing you stress. And number eight is power of sleep. This is huge. So better sleep impacts our overall well-being. And it's crucial to our health and our ability to tackle challenges, our ability to be resilient, to show up for ourselves and for others. Restorative sleep sets us up for success in every area of our life. You know, so these these tools, these de-stress tools, sleep included, when we are feeling optimally, when we're feeling our best then we're better able to show up for others in our life and to be able to support others, personal work. So check out for sleep. I have um, some good tips on how to get better, more restful sleep in episode 35. So I will link to that in the show notes as well. So just to recap real quick, all the tools in your de-stress toolbox. The first one is breath. 
Connect to your breath multiple times a day. Just one to two minutes at a time can be huge. The second thing is meditation. Just notice your thoughts. Come back to your breath. Close your eyes. Notice your face and just scan down your body and breathe into any tension you feel. Just begin to relax and relax. This can be have huge benefits. Number three is movement, like mindful hiking or any type of physical movement. Number four is create your own adventure menu. It nourishes your soul. Number five is schedule worry time. Number six is clear clutter. Number seven is do the thing that is causing you stress just for two minutes and see what happens. And number eight is sleep, more restful sleep. So your action steps, write out five to 10 things on your adventure menu. So you can reference that when you're feeling like you, you are a little stressed. And what is one simple step you can take this week that would have the maximum benefit on your health and wellness? So that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want you to know that I'm here to support you. So if there's a question you have or a way I can support you, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Haley's Comments 310 or connect with me at Haley'sComments.com. I'll be dropping episodes each week and I'm excited to hear from you. I'll talk to you soon. As a busy woman in the corporate world, I experienced success in the traditional sense. A good job, a house, friends, and family, my dog Fitzroy. I had a lot to be grateful for. Yet something still felt off. I felt like I was just going through the motions without any real sense of purpose or fulfillment. I struggled to find work-life balance. I felt like I was always on the go, juggling multiple responsibilities. I had lost touch with who I really am and what truly makes me happy. I was living on autopilot. What do you do if you feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, like you're constantly running on empty? What do you do if you can't seem to switch off? and just relax. Even when you do have downtime, your mind is still racing with work and family worries. If you feel this way, you're not alone and this is completely normal. It's why I designed a quiz to help busy, successful career women in their 30s and 40s who feel their life force is being drained, prioritize their self-care, and reclaim their energy by knowing their unique self-care style. When you finish the quiz, you get your tailor-made results sent directly to your inbox. Just click the link in the podcast show notes to take your free quiz to find out what is your unique self-care style.